welcome to the Small Business Leadership Podcast. I'm Tom Patton. There are more than 30 million small businesses in the United States alone, which accounts for nearly all of U.S. businesses. But what does it take to be successful in small business? On this podcast, we talk with small business owners and others about leadership and what it takes to be successful as an entrepreneur. And our guest today is Greg DeFranza, the owner of Camp Canine in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. Greg is the Small Business Leader of the Year for the Beaches Division of the Jacks Chamber in Jacksonville, Florida. And Greg, thanks for taking some time to join us on the Small Business Leadership Podcast. Hey, thanks for asking me. Let's talk about your background first a little bit, because you didn't begin as a canine slash person trainer. No, absolutely, I didn't. Uh, actually, a, a lot of the actual teaching background actually started uh, with the sheriff's office, my Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. I was there for a little over 20 years. Uh, I was uh, a training coordinator for different different things there, assigned to the academy. <clears throat> found out I really had a love for teaching people and helping them get better at who they are and, and what they did. And uh, of course, that just kind of lent itself to when I retired, having a, a full-time police training business that teaches worldwide. <clears throat> and then um, when a lot of the ISIS kind of festivities started taking place in the Middle East, a lot of my clients over there, of course, said, uh, we really need our money for this right now. So we can't be having you know, outside instructors come over. Completely understood, but uh, it just kind of fell into helping people with their dogs. I had a dog at the time. I have two now. And by the way, if you hear a dog barking in the background, that's not mine. Uh, that's a neighbor's dog <laughs> who I have not worked with. So, so there, um, maybe you should. So realistic, <laughs> realistically, what, what I do now, and I make a joke about that is that I, I still teach people, uh, but now I use dogs instead of guns as the vehicle for getting that point across. So do you still have the other business is, uh, is when first training still, uh, viable? Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> and every so often I'm also an expert witness on use of force. Uh, every so often, uh, an agency or a, uh, a law firm will get in touch with me. But quite honestly, since I started uh, teaching people about their dogs, uh, that has become so prolific that I really don't even have the time for the other part, uh, which is which is fine. I mean, what I'm doing is helping people, and I'm I'm helping a larger group of people doing what I do right now. And that's actually one of the main reasons why I do what I do. I not only just like helping people, I like seeing the transition from hopeless to hopeful. And by the time I'm finished working with them, even in that first session, I see that in their face. And then they contact me and they let me know how things are going. And I, I know that they're staying consistent because now they're having a good time with their dog. Yeah, that's interesting because you, you don't think about there being that kind of demand for for training, but I know people love their dogs and a lot of them don't do the proper training, but what's what's your customer acquisition like? Um, how do you find, do people come to you and say, I'm having problems with my dog and, and I'd like you to help? And you say, well, the problem's more with you, but I can help you anyway. Well, that's the first part of the conversation is always exactly that. <laughs> I usually do tell them that I'm actually teaching you 
Uh, we're helping your dog understand what you actually want, but you have to understand what you want and how to get that across. And of course, you know, when you teach uh, people about speaking a different language, uh, which if you're relating to a canine, it is not human psychology that we use. It's canine psychology and they're instinctually driven. That's something that humans understand, but we don't really practice the instinctual part very much. We very much practice spiritual, intellectual, and certainly the emotional side of that. <clears throat> but that's not really who our dogs are. And so we're, we're absolutely speaking a foreign language to them if we try to do it in that way. So a lot of my customer acquisition actually comes from and have started coming from for years now, uh, I post almost every client that I go to pictures or videos of what uh, is going on, the dog, how the dog is progressing, the, the humans actually doing these things. And then I put that up on social media. It's on Instagram and Facebook. And other people get a chance to see that, wow, okay, my dog does that very same thing. So there actually is hope for that. And that's been one of the <clears throat> most uh, convenient and prolifically successful parts of my business, being able to, to in essence, advertise and teach at the same time uh, without, aside from my time involved in posting social media, there's, there's no real capital outlay. So how is, how is your approach different from other people who offer this kind of training? I think the biggest difference is that um, I don't see the transparency in what they do uh, the same way people see the transparency in what I do <clears throat> and the fact that, you know, they uh, sometimes some of these, these places will talk a great game, but again, if they're only teaching from a human perspective, but not even teaching the human, uh, then there's going to be a failure in that, in the information exchange. And so what I think the, the big major difference is I'm, I'm out there all the time and, you know, I, realistically for the last several years, it's been several, several clients a day, every single day, seven days a week. Uh, and you know, I, I try to work around what uh, somebody's schedule is. So it's not disrupting things too much, but I also make my training very affordable <clears throat> for people who really can't afford those, you know, thousands of dollars that a lot of other places will require you to have. And, uh, I, I want to reach the most amount of people in the best way possible. And then of course, word of mouth advertising on top of that, uh, they see things, they see what's happening with their dog and they go, Oh my gosh, this is really working. It is actually pretty quick when you get the, the right, you know, conversation across to your dog. And that's been the other side of, you know, aside from social media, it's the actual face-to-face -face social media, so to speak, without your phone. Give me an example of a common behavior that you see in dogs and how you work with the person to change that behavior. <clears throat> the biggest, biggest problem that people have with their dogs is actually boils down to a matter of overexcitement. <clears throat> and usually that overexcitement doesn't have to do with the physical nature of what you see your dogs running around like a crazy chicken with their head cut off or jumping on people at the doors rushing the doors you know pulling you on the walks what people fail to understand is that that dog's brain needs to be mentally challenged 
versus physically challenged. So especially on the walk, for instance, <clears throat> if your dog is just in a, a lead and explore state of mind and we've never required, hey, just be with me. So in essence, a follow state, uh, that's what engages the dog's brain to go, oh, I have to do something different. And all I need to do is just follow clear direction. <clears throat> and then your walk is actually about the mental exercise it takes place, not the physical. So I'm very big on telling people, you don't have to go for that five mile Bataan death march with your dog several times a day. You don't have to spend, you know, an hour at a time. Are there times that you might want to do that? Yeah. Are there times that you might need to do that? Well, yeah. If you haven't been doing this for a while and we really need to help drain the dog's energy. <clears throat> but for the most part, your walk doesn't have to entail much more than just putting them in a follow state of mind for you know your normal time, 20, 25 minutes-ish. Um, that's what engages that dog's brain when we come back. And that's why I post a lot of photos of dogs after we've done the training session and I'm getting ready to leave and their dogs are basically passed out. And I have a lot of clients that say, my dog never does that, but your dog has never had their brain tired. And the brain drives all that crazy stuff that happens, not, not the, the good stuff it drives as well. But if we're constantly being frustrated with the dog, we're not helping that dog's brain get more engaged with us. How did you learn about this kind of dog psychology? How did you learn to kind of get into the, the head of so many different breeds and so many different dogs? One of the things that some people are familiar with Cesar Milan, the dog whisperer. <clears throat> he was on uh, Nat Geo and uh, Nat Geo Wild. And he had the dog whisperer, he had Caesars 911. <clears throat> what I did when I watched those programs and, and then did those very same things on my older dog, Koa, um, I watched him and what he was doing, where, you know, a lot of the focus sometimes on programs like that is you're watching the dog. And yeah, the dog's response is important, <clears throat> but what he was actually doing was a, a way less frustrated approach. And it was it was more clear and communication wise for dogs, and I put that into practice. <clears throat> and then uh, I did get the opportunity to go out there as a student several years ago to his dog psychology center in California. And then several months later, I was asked to come back as an assistant, uh, which was a lot of fun because not only are you just working with dogs, he he has a a whole slew of other animals out there on his ranch. And you work with them as well. And, you know, instinctual communication is across the board uh, the same. So even in interspecies, they still communicate the same. We're the only ones in the animal kingdom that communicate the way we do. So let's talk about your business a little bit, Greg. What are some of the specific challenges? And you and I have had conversations at at chamber events and such about we both kind of run micro businesses. We're one person businesses and you, there's a small business and then there's this kind of atomic level that we're on. So what are some of the specific challenges that you've faced in running a one person business? The biggest challenge is the amount of time that I have to get back to people and schedule. <laughs> so, for instance, a, a typical time in my day is, first of all, take care of my guys, get them on a walk, get them at the dog park, having them have that structure so that I can actually leave. <clears throat> and then 
I start working with clients in between clients and maybe sometimes at the quote unquote end of the day, which can sometimes be rather late. Uh, that's when I get the opportunity to start calling clients back. And those are usually scheduling kind of clients. So, you know, time, time acquisition in a day, I, I really need, you know, like most micro businesses, I really probably need 30 hours in a day <clears throat> so I can actually <clears throat> have some time for what what we need to do for us because sometimes as a micro business you wind up being so engaged with your business and and trying to do the things just the basic foundational things to get things done that uh, you sometimes put personal life and personal interests uh, by the wayside do you have any specific time management techniques that you use or is it just i'll find the time to do it and and check everything off the list before you put it away <clears throat> I do try to get finished with all of the client calls or recalls. I, I do that at the end of or by the end of the day. <clears throat> I really don't like things being held over. And that's just a, a personal thing. Uh, it, it, sometimes it takes longer to get back with clients simply because they're busy. I'm busy. Um, my my time management technique is if if you call me and you leave a message, you're basically in a queue so I can give you a call back. If I call you back and leave a message, I take you out of that queue. So you'll have to call me back. And it's, it's only because, for instance, yesterday I got finished with a client and I had six phone calls to re return, all of them wanting uh, to have consultations for their dogs for various degrees of, of difficulty with their dogs. And in fact, one of those was from uh, just outside of Washington, D.C., <laughs> he's asking when are you coming up here because i really need to have you come up <laughs> well maybe maybe when covid dies down a little bit they'll allow you to go to washington dc and not quarantine for 14 days <laughs> that's it yeah. that would be awesome and that's the main reason we haven't been back to hawaii yet <laughs> so so yeah that's it's that way with a lot of places and i know you have a, a very uh, a personal connection with hawaii that maybe we'll get to talk about in a little bit so so greg what are some of the unique challenges you faced along the way i i think the the biggest once again is kind of a common theme here for what we just got finished talking about my biggest challenge is finding time uh to get these things done <clears throat> because you know as a uh, i'm a husband i've got two dogs as well we have a house those those types of things do need time and and attention during the day and uh so the, the real challenge is you know splitting the difference between how busy do i need to be and how busy am i being required to be yeah, I think sometimes in small businesses, especially the smaller businesses, uh, I, I think that's a, a constant struggle for a lot of us because you know, sometimes, in my mind anyway, it's not like I'm going to – it's not a fatal error if I don't get back to somebody. But if somebody's asking for help and I can provide that, I, I, that's the, the why for my business. So that's a driving force. And sometimes that driving force uh, kind of counteracts what we also need to do in our lives. So the, the real challenge is balancing that um, personal time and effort at your house and business time and effort. 
because I'm always traveling to go to somebody's house. This is not, I don't, I don't have a facility, which a lot of people think I do simply because of the camp canine Jack's speech. Uh, and realistically that was, that was just a play on words years ago. Uh, there was a group of us that would walk our dogs on the beach first thing in the morning before the sun came up. You know, we'd see those fitness boot camps that were popping up on the beach itself. And we went, you know what? We need to do something like that. We'll just run a short distance, have the dogs with us, jump down, do some push-ups, <clears throat> run a short distance, jump down, do some sit-ups. And, you know, it's 6 o'clock, 6.30 in the morning. We all looked at each other and went, we're not doing that this early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the name kind of stuck because as we were just, you know, bouncing names around, we should yeah, it's a boot camp. We should call it Camp Canine. You know, like, you know what? I kind of like the the idea. And I got everybody's, you know, yeah, go ahead and take it. <laughs> and it it's really kind of become a, a, a nice, iconic name. Yeah, and it does alliterate nicely. I'll say that all day long. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> We're talking with Greg DeFranza, owner of Camp Canine in Jacksonville Beach on the Small Business Leadership Podcast. And we'll be back in just a moment. The Small Business Leadership Podcast is made possible by Broadreach Communications and Marlin Consulting Solutions. Marlin Consulting Solutions designs and builds dynamic and professional websites for businesses and organizations looking to grow their presence online. Their web design services provide the client with an awesome online presence, solves marketing and technical challenges, and helps you reach more customers to drive growth. Find them online at marlincs.com. Broadreach Communications provides professional communication services for small businesses that need those services but do not need a full-time communications director. They provide website content ranging from news and blog posts to podcasts and company newsletters. Broadreach Communications can help you stay in touch with existing customers and reach new ones. Find them online at broadreach.biz. Welcome back to the Small Business Leadership Podcast. I'm Tom Pep. And we're talking with Greg DeFranza, the owner of Camp Canine in Jacksonville Beach on the Small Business Leadership Podcast. And Greg, again, thanks for taking some time to join us and, and let us know about your business. And I want to start this next segment to ask you what in your mind makes for a successful entrepreneur. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the things that I really talked about a lot, thanks to a book I read just shortly before the, the, uh, uh, small business leader of the year applications started going out <clears throat> was, uh, a book called start with why. And it's really about why you do what you do, not what you do. Lots of businesses can tell you that not the how you do what you do, because a lot of businesses can can tell you that but quite honestly and i've kind of used this with some of my clients <clears throat> asking them why it is they want to do a certain thing and for businesses for instance a, a very quick easy answer sometimes is like well you know i want to make money i want to provide for my family that's the what and the how that's not the why the why is very personal 
And it's, you know, when they, when you really delve down into the, the actual personal reasons why people get into certain arenas in their life, there's, there's a, an event or something that's happened with them or to them or to somebody else that they want to try to, to rectify, so to speak. And so I think that that's probably one of the biggest things that most businesses really should consider, not only just the why, but if you have employees, they need to buy into that very same why with their why as well. You know, why are you working here doing this job? And, you know, again, it's not, you know, the, the, the common thing if you ask police officers that because of the police training background I have, you know, well, you know, why do you do this? Well, it's because this is my job. Like, no, you don't. Uh, there are a lot of other jobs and there are a lot of other jobs with a lot less stress. It'll pay you a lot more. So that's not the best answer. The best answer is why do you personally do what you do? And why do you do it to the extent in the professionalism that you do every single day? And that is the same for somebody that sells stickers. <laughs> versus somebody who runs a big, huge corporation. I think the why has to be very much to the forefront. And you really have to explore your own reasons before you can actually ask for buy-in as far as people who work with you. And then the people who work as or are as your client, <clears throat> they have to understand your why as well. And then attach their why why are we here together? Why are we doing this? And it's not like I go into a big, huge esoteric conversation with these people about that, but it's interspersed in my interview with them, either on the phone or when I get there to say, you know, what is it that you, you want to, to accomplish? What do you really want to address? And sometimes they'll answer with a very surface answer, but quite honestly, there's a reason for that. <clears throat> like yesterday, and this is a great example. Yesterday, <laughs> I went to these folks' house. They have a little shelter dog. He's about five years old. They haven't had him for very long. They are actually quite elderly, and they don't get a chance to have a lot of people over at their house. But now, since they've had this dog, they really can't have anybody over at their house because this little guy, even though he's not aggressive, he will he will protest the fact that they accepted anybody into the, to their own house. And so... When we got finished with that initial meet and greet and was, I wound up calming the dog's brain down, they, they just sat there and went, you're the first person that we've been able to have over to the house since we've had him for several months. And really, if you think about it, that's kind of sad because now yeah. they're, they're living like a prisoner in their own house simply because their communication was out of order. Because little guy doesn't pay the mortgage, so he doesn't get to say who comes and goes in the house. Right. And once they actually understood that, they were able to communicate that to him before I left. They were doing a fantastic job. And he's a great little follower. But just like everything else, if, if I don't lead effectively and I don't communicate effectively, then my followers, they don't know what to do. They don't know the direction they need to go. You've talked a lot about a couple of books. What books do you read that have affected how it is that you run your business? Um, I, I really that start with why is an extremely important book because I think that really cuts right to the foundation of what businesses uh, 
uh, are all about. Because every business does provide a service for a reason to other people, not just because you need it, but they do it day in, day out, every day. Uh, and, and they do it with a high degree of, of personal success and ethics. And that's an extremely important one. The other books that I have read that I, I got a lot out of is, as far as business is concerned, not technique, but business, who was actually several of Caesar Milan's books on, on training that the way that he does, which is, which is what I do, which is more instinctual approach. And the business aspect of that, although obviously the, the crux of his, of the, the, the plot of these books hasn't do anything to do with business, but it has to do with being a very clear communicator. And I think from a business perspective, uh, if you have people that are working under you or you're even uh, assisting a client, if I'm not clear in my communication, then the whole thing is confusing. And number one, I don't get the message across. Or number two, I have to repeat myself. <laughs> so, and I, I think all of us really do come across that <clears throat> quite honestly. Uh, once again, because with dogs, uh, if you are not clear, they don't, they don't know what to follow. And that's a very, very simplistic view of how instinct works, but it's also a very big identifier as why we are different in the animal kingdom than anybody else in the animal kingdom. The human communication can be very, very difficult. And, you know, I, I do tell these people, you know, you can, you can say words, but I, I would personally really rather you try not to, because if I said no, that can be a lot of different messages with the same word. <clears throat> so if I say, hey, no, that's a direction. If I go, no, that's the suggestion. And if I let my dog have the option of which one to, to pick, he might not pick the one that I want him to. <laughs> but whose fault was that? <laughs> exactly. It's not his, it's ours. And so it's kind of the same thing in, in business. You, you really have to be very clear and direct doesn't mean harsh or, or frustrated. It just means this is exactly what I need and then be able to portray it in a way that the, that the listener, whether it's a dog or a, a cat or anything else or a human, uh, has to portray it in a way that they actually understand it. Aside from the obvious, Greg, because this is a very unusual time, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges in the business climate today and particularly for small business? I think one of the biggest challenges, especially in this climate today, is uh, a, a level of confusion about uh, how business is actually conducted. So a, an example of this is, um, you know, people will ask me, well, do you, don't, don't you wear a mask when you go to people's houses? Well, first of all, I've never sat in anybody's lap while we were doing dog stuff and talking. So no, I'm never that close anyway. And honestly, an understanding of dogs, they, they actually triangulate the features on your face. Uh, and so if I wear a mask that covers my mouth and my nose, that is a confusing message to the dog. They read energy and body language. And your energy is often portrayed in how your facial structure is at the time that you're getting a message across. So uh, once I explain that to people, though, they, they understand, oh, okay, yeah, that Kind of makes sense <laughs> but the other thing is and you know we we just heard some 
some uh, comments uh, on the board of directors of the chamber just a little while ago, you and I both did, <clears throat> uh, that some events and, and things that are taking place are not taking place now because people are being very careful. Uh, in my business, however, because they're home with their dog, they now realize, oh my goodness, I have a problem. <laughs> so so that's, that's when they call me. That's why my business really hasn't suffered as far as client calls are concerned. The only thing that suffered has really been the, the fact of scheduling around, you know, their businesses, Zoom conferences and things that they might require to be on. But the other side is now that, that people are beginning to kind of go back. Uh, now they're realizing I spent so much time with my dog and now my dog's really nervous, anxious when I left. Oh, my gosh, I have a problem. <laughs> so, so it's back to the to the same thing again. <clears throat> and I think it, as far as my business is concerned, uh, that's that's been the challenge. It's not it's not a challenge in the same way it is taking customers and clients and business away because of this whole thing. It's it's actually been one of those things that it never stopped. And now that the problems might be a little bit more intensified. Uh, but oftentimes that's how people view it. They, they view it in worst case scenario. Now you've written a book, it's called dog stories. And why was that important yes. to you? It was important because that was basically kind of taken from the, the blog that I have, which is uh, camp canine jackspeech.com. And that's a, it's a behavioral blog. It's not intended to be an instructional tool, but it was another, uh, facet of getting word and information out in an educational way <clears throat> that's a little bit more expanded than it might be on Facebook or on Instagram. And so <clears throat> I compiled a lot of the stories that I had uh, over a couple of years of doing that. And once again, compiled it in a way that people can see, here's this particular dog. We give them a name and a face because every chapter starts with a photo of the dog. And then to find out that this dog is doing the things that I see in my own dog. And so when the reader sees that and they go, well, how did that get fixed? <clears throat> and it's not necessarily the how as much uh, as the how, how, we, how we vision the communication, but that was the underlying theme in most of the stories. This, this is the philosophy you have to have in your brain and then you can move forward. And there are just you know, various things to do to make that same thing happen. It's just like in any other business. There's not one way to do things. There are a host of ways to do it. But the problem comes in when people go, well, I, I, I only have this one way. And then the worst thing I hear is I Googled this on the internet and there's so much information. It's like, yes, and most of it is absolute trash. <laughs> and you're trying that and then it's not working which I guess is kind of good because that's one of the reasons they called me. But on the other side is it's not helpful. And so really the, the idea behind the book was to be, to have uh, a nice, easy read uh, that is fun, that is entertaining, that is also educational. <clears throat> and then, you know, I, I really highlighted in that book, I, I not only dedicated the book to this particular dog, but the last chapter has to do with, with Faith who, was an Airedale. Uh, she spent the first nine and a half years, nine of those she spent in a crate being a puppy mill mom in Southern mm. uh, Ohio. 
And so she never <clears throat> socialized, you know, per se with other dogs aside from puppies. And when she first came to the owners here, <clears throat> little bulldog from next door ran up. She's sitting in the driveway with the new owner. Bulldog runs up right into her face. She never got up. She stayed in the seated position, but she grabbed the dog by the face and slung him into the yard. And when the guy tells me this on the phone, I'm actually laughing because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have, I have to meet this dog. That is, that is a very cool, calm and collected dog, yeah. even though it's labeled aggression. Um, but through that same event in the story about Faith, <clears throat> because of course, when we have a different communication with her, uh, then we both understand where they're coming from and then how to move forward. And in all honesty, what it boiled down to eventually was she never knew how to be anything but a mom. And in mom world in the canine, she's constantly correcting behavior and setting rules and boundaries. And so what she was doing with dogs outside of that crate was the same thing that she'd spent nine years doing. And it, it was kind of funny. You asked that question that, that spurred this conversation because I, I found the video I have of her when she first came to my house uh, and was not in the best state, <clears throat> but in about 30 minutes, uh, she was actually inviting another dog to, to engage in play, which nice. the owners had never seen before. I wasn't sure it was going to happen actually that quickly. I thought it was going to take much longer for that. But then she, she became the, that, that mom that came out of her shell, so to speak. And that's the thing that I'm, I'm talking about. I want people to see that what I see and what my brain invents as the reason for what I see isn't always the truth. Sometimes it is a story that we've selected so that we can understand and comprehend. But oftentimes that story isn't, isn't the truth and the dog is somebody or something that is entirely different. And that's the reason for the book was to give people that in an entertaining way, Give them that hope to see, oh my gosh, yeah, I see how this happens and, and I see how we move forward with that. We're just about out of time, Greg, but one thing more, I wanted to ask what you've learned about people from working with them and their dogs and how has that made you a better business person? <laughs> what I learned was a different level of, of understanding of people beyond what I did as being a, a police officer and then being a police trainer and it's kind of an outgrowth of this and i hope people really do understand where this is coming from people are so frustrating to deal with <laughs> we just because of that miscommunication and how we do things and and i always make the joke that you know because i i use dogs instead of guns now I'm actually safer even when I deal with human aggressive dogs. I'm actually safer than I was dealing with recruits that have their finger on a trigger the whole time after mm. 15 times of telling them not to do that. Uh, and so the, the fun part uh, is, is to create a different conversation in these folks' brains so they can move forward. <clears throat> uh, that part about being with people that's the part where sometimes I have to listen to their story because they really do have to get that out of their system. And then I generally tell them, okay, so thank you. And thank you for being so honest. Now we're going to leave that behind. Now we're going to move forward. And, you know, if, if people don't do that, and I do have, I do come across clients sometimes that it's very difficult for the human to change. 
uh, and the joke that I make is sometimes, you know, dogs get it really relatively quick. Uh, sometimes people will take 60, 70 years and never change. So, but that's a, that's, that sometimes is actually just a conscious thought to, to do what we tell people at Caesar's ranch. Sometimes you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you take that one look and go, that that gets me outside of my quote unquote comfort zone Mm -hmm. to just, well, let me experience something new and see what happens. And I think the, the thing that I've learned most about people is that they're really difficult to get that point across. But I, I will say this on the same token, <laughs> I'll have some clients that just, they throw themselves into the process right. and in less than a day, they're, they're sending me videos that are just uh, absolutely amazing. The work they're doing with their dog to create a calm brain in a dog that was absolutely the complete opposite less than 24 hours before that. Well, Greg, we are out of time, but I want to thank you uh, for taking some time to talk with us today. It's been very interesting and uh, best of luck. And we'll see you around the the chamber events. Absolutely. And thank you so much for, for having me. And thank you to everybody who's listening. We have been talking with Greg DeFranza, owner of Camp Canine in Jacksonville Beach and the Small Business Leader of the Year for the Beaches Division of the Jack's Chamber in Jacksonville, Florida. Dog Stories is available on Amazon and Kindle, as well as in Barnes & Noble bookstores. The Small Business Leadership Podcast is produced by Marlin Consulting and Broadreach Communications. You can leave a comment about the program by visiting our website at anchor.fm. I hope you'll join us again next time for the next edition of the Small Business Leadership Podcast. Until then, be sure to look for the opportunity in every challenge. I'm Tom Patton.